Arts Festival and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's Gift Shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Good morning. This is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for joining us as we listen to stories and celebrate creating. And of course, we're going to tune our imaginations together. And I thought I'd start off with this song. Uh, this is something I stumbled into this week, and I thought, well, this is perfect, and it's perfect for what we're talking about today. Uh, this is a tune. It's fairly new. I didn't didn't know it, but some of you out there might. But this is just to set the mood a little bit. We'll play a little bit of Rob Thomas, and this is Small Town Christmas. Thank you, Rob Thomas. That was a, such a beautiful song. I hope you get a chance to check out that video because they do visit a town and it looks a little like Northfield and it's just so joyful, all the things. Although I don't know if we're going to have a white Christmas this year. We'll have to see. It uh, is is lovely and I do love small town Christmases. You think about downtown holiday shopping, everybody with their checklist, sort of that buzz of joy that's in the air, the packages on front steps, delivery trucks, winter walk. Of course, everybody's wrapping gifts. There's parties, concerts. 
we have to deal with the early darkness, but then you hear jingle bells, get to snuggle up in your coat, maybe have some cocoa, coffee, or cookies, and ice cream. Of course, there's Santa's house and big green chair in Bridge Square, all the lighted window displays and those shopping bags from all those local uh, great retail stores. And these are the things of a Northfield holiday in December. And I wonder how many times you've been downtown this year. And if you haven't, come on down. It's really a lovely place. And I do love living in a town with a great downtown and blocks of shops. It's such a big joy for me to see my neighbors and friends as we scurry to check off items on our to-do list, grab a treat, or find the perfect gift. I appreciate the effort that goes into decorating the windows and the spaces, and of course, the warm greetings inside each of shop. So please come and visit, spend some time in our small town. And amidst all the hustle of the holidays, I love to go to those truly spectacular places that are only here for the holidays. When I walk into the Fine Craft Collective, I immediately feel joy and a comfort and, of course, inspiration and awe. It's a place I could spend hours in. And the Fine Craft Collective is located in the gallery of space of the Northfield Arts Guild, and everyone is welcome to shop here for the holidays. And you're going to find handcrafted, one-of-a-kind items made by 29 local artisans. This space, the artists, and their beautiful creations truly hold the key to the holidays. It's what makes me feel the holidays, and it's what makes a small town. So joining me today in the Art Zany Radio Studio, I have two of the artisans from the Fine Craft Collective. Joining me are Heather Lorenz. Welcome to Art Zany Radio. Good morning, Paula. It's a pleasure to see you again. Great to be here. And Annie Larson is here. Good morning, Paula. And folks may know the last name Larson around here. You you are connected to I am connected. the one and only Rich Larson. <laughs> so it's a thrill. I, I, have you been? You, I think a long time ago you were on. You, I have never been on your show. Oh, I thought no. you... No. Well, no. then this is That's a treat even more. Yeah. So I'm excited. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. And uh, Fine Craft Collective, you can find more details at finecraftcollective.com. And Annie Larson's website is sleepy-bean.square.site if you want to check that out. And Heather is Lorenz, W-L-A-W-R-E-N-Z, jewelry.com. So folks can go as we're talking and they can go and look up some of those things. And the Fine Craft Collective, as I mentioned, is just full of all kinds of things. We'll get into the details of what's there, but um, it's now open now through December 24th. That's the message we want to get out there. And Annie and Heather are just two of the, the folks that are there. Annie makes handmade jewelry and ornaments with glass, stones, wood, metal, and other found objects. And Heather creates unique and limited edition jewelry and allows the materials, whether they are glass, stone, recycled, or found, to guide her designs. So there's a lot. So tell me what you love about a small town Christmas and working or being a part of the Fine Craft Collective. Well, I'm just excited that this is our 20th year. Oh. The Fine Craft Collective has been popping up in a downtown space over the last 20 years, and it's uh, it's just fun to look back at how many different artists have participated in the different spaces around downtown. Uh, when Leanne Strumka started this 20 years ago, she had a vision to help um, connect local artists with the community, mm-hmm. and it has continued. Uh, and it's just been wonderful for the last seven years to be popping up in the Northfield Arts Guild main gallery space. That has worked out perfectly. It has. It has worked out perfectly for us. Yeah, I wonder if that's, uh, because it used to, like you said, there used to be just kind of, if there was an empty storefront, that might have been how it started. Just that idea of, well, wait, there's a space, we've got these things to sell, let's make that connection. Yeah, negotiate a two-month contract for Mm -hmm. rent and... Yeah, and and now you're uh, consistently have been in the Northfield Arts Guild, and the the merchandising is it's always so beautiful in there. I I just you guys have have really mastered how to bring together all these artists and give everybody their space, but also make it look cohesive. It's just a really delightful space. It's a fun puzzle every year. I would imagine (laughs) make it all work. Who goes where? Yes, (laughs) true, because it's not always the same artist, so you don't Mm -hmm. have to. You don't have the same patterns that you're going to repeat. Correct. And even if it is returning artists, uh, your familiar favorites, we do switch up where everybody is. So you have to go discover mm-hmm. uh, what the artists are working on this year. And you usually have a different theme, too. So you have yeah. to kind of weave in different colors or different right. designs. It's it's really spectacular. And um, I'm wondering how you got connected to the Fine Craft Collective. Both of you have been doing it for a long time. 
Oh, it'd be glass garden beads where it all started. Ah, <laughs> yes. Now, we used to both, both Heather and I worked for Kathy Collison at Glass Garden, and we, um, she was one of the originals. She and I think Lori yeah, Schmidt. Yep, and Lori Schmidt. Yeah. Were the three originals. I think there was a couple others. Anyway, and people have come and gone from that. Um, and then they slowly started inviting more people. And it grew organically and got bigger and bigger every year. And now we kind of have to cap it. Yeah, that's probably, that's a yeah. good challenge to have. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and it Heather, is. how about for you? How, was it Kathy? Yes, I believe maybe four years after it started. I'm thinking back to when I first started participating, but I um, I believe I was in the Hoffman space or when it was there. Uh, folks will remember um, mm -hmm. if you've yeah. been connected with the Minecraft Collective, all the different locations that it's popped up. Yeah, and it's it, it has become a tradition, I think, and there's a lot of folks who look forward to it, and it's a really unique store. But let's start talking about your, because both of you do jewelry and um, so, and a few other things, too. Um, but I do want to share with our listeners a little bit. That's just one of the media represented in the show, because there's all kinds of, of different um, you know, types of, of materials, but both of you happen. So I want to kind of hear a little story of how it is that you decided that that's the medium that you wanted to work in. Because I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Well, so when I was in college, I was uh, working large scale in sculpture. Oh. And then, you know, after after doing the fifth year apprenticeship uh, at St. Olaf and having access to the all of the tools and the equipment and the space and, and showing larger work, um, moving into a studio apartment that was 425 square feet. How do you still continue to make your artwork in this small space? And it became jewelry. Sculpture <laughs> is hard to do inside of a yes. tiny studio apartment. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's really great. But but yeah, yeah, all of the design elements that do you think there are pieces of of that sculpture in large scale that that you could translate? Absolutely. They I view uh, my pieces as small sculptures. Mm. Yep. And uh, so as um, Annie mentioned, uh, working with Kathy, I was a fifth year when I first started working for Kathy. And that was my co first connection with her. And that is when I really got into jewelry making and having uh, the materials there. And then uh, her recycled, upcycled lines mm -hmm. introduced me into that world and looking at things differently and uh, led to me working with decorative tins as the starting point for the metal, the colorful patterns and designs, but then taking that and making some, a small sculpture mm. out of something that you wouldn't necessarily think, oh, I'm going to take this tea tin and turn it into jewelry. So. And so, yes, and that was, I mean, that's a really big deal because sometimes sourcing your materials can be a challenge, oh, right? And that's the fun part too, the right. hunt for. And I'm so fortunate. Uh, folks also enjoy hunting for <laughs> upcycled pieces. Do you have now? Oh, I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> so you actually probably need more than the studio apartment just for some of that artwork. Yes, just to store the supplies. Yes. <laughs> oh, how fun! I thought I love that story. I hadn't heard that. How about for you, Annie? What was it that got you excited about um, creating and doing? Uh, you do small, uh, small jewelry and glass and some other things too. I think I grew up making art and and crafting with my mom and my grandma and my auntie and it for me it's I had to start making earrings because I was spending too much money on earrings so like <laughs> that's kind of how it started in college and it just grew from there Wow, and I don't think I ever, I mean, I, I do love to buy earrings. Like, you don't, it doesn't matter what size, you oh, can change them with your yeah. outfits. I buy clearance clothes at Target and $400 earrings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My kind of gal. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah, it's all about the frosting. Um, and then I, uh, well, when we moved to Northfield, I started working at Glass Garden. And I think just having the, the supplies available just made everything grow. That's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. And what are some of the tools that you use? I think that's always interesting to talk about. Um, if you want, if someone were out there thinking, you know, gosh, I'm spending way too much on earrings. Maybe I want to learn. Um, how do you begin? You know, I would imagine you have to have, there's some specialized things you need. Yeah. I mean, just to make your basic jewelry, you need your, your three tools. You need your uh, crimp nose uh, pliers. You need the pliers, the cutter, and the round nose. And you can do a whole bunch of different okay. kinds of jewelry cutter is that for like cutting wires yep. mm -hmm. okay yes and yep. then round noses uh to turn to make um or to finish loops. it to like to twist yep 
and then you make a nice perfect circle out yep. of wire and uh-huh. then your chain nose to it's the flat one to open things up and um, fold stuff and yeah. yeah if you're going well there's a lot of variety of different right. kinds of jewelry that is these are like the cold connection uh, wire wrapping kind of jewelry mm-hmm. what a lot of people start with you know stringing and that um, then there's silversmithing and yes. goldsmithing and that's a whole other yeah <laughs> right but yeah. if it's just that's that's and then then you move into I would imagine after you maybe make your first couple pieces which are a couple beads on a mm-hmm. loop <laughs> and then uh, design tell me how you uh, make decisions about you know what is this piece going to be do you start with an idea or do you take the the glass that you've got in front of you the tool you know the as an inspiration how does that work for each of you for me it's finding a favorite piece a favorite bead a favorite old necklace that I take apart there's I start with a component first okay and then design around that mm-hmm. whether it's color or shape or size so you kind of see like what does this story yeah. want to be told it's, how how is it going to come into its next world straight up oh my gosh I love this bead and then <laughs> going from there that yeah. can be dangerous I suspect when you're out bead hunting oh yeah there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of really pretty but ones but it is fun too just to collect them and I mean I have drawers full and then when you're in the studio, you just open a drawer and think, oh, I really like this thing. I'm going to... Just to, today's gonna, the yeah, day. I'm going to design around that. Uh, that's And then sometimes you come across, oh, I really like this design. Mm. I'm going to make it in five different colors or things like that. So I think it happens both ways. Uh, fascinating for yeah, you. Yeah, that all resonates with me too. Okay. Yes. And so it, and it depends on what um, type of jewelry I'm making. If I'm doing the upcycled... Uh, it might be that that piece of glass or that color of glass from the bottles. Uh, it the birds. I, I my the birds are my favorite thing to work you're, on. You're kind of known for that, yeah. aren't you? And people, so, I recognize people with your pieces on. It's kind of fun to see. It is fun. I'm like, oh, I remember that from ten years ago. You the know, best I'm, is when you see a stranger. Yes, wearing your jewelry. You're like, oh. Do you know what I did with my sister, I think, one time, because I've given her some of her jewelry, and then I said, I love that necklace. Where did you get it? I was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So the silver tray, um, the birds and the shapes getting cut out of the silver-plated trays and then turning those into something. And um, I, like you, you know, I, um, I might make them in several different colors, but the birds might, the base might be the same. But they're, I do not duplicate. Like, mm-hmm. those are all one-of-a-kind birds out there. Right. Even if they've started with the same concept. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that, the same way. And mm-hmm. that's one of the great things, I think, about the Fine Craft Collective is not only every piece is, is made by an artisan. Every piece is not going to be like any other. There may be, you can tell it's a, you know, certain person's style or their materials that they use. But it's, it's all original and it's something that you aren't going to find in a catalog, in a online. It's, you know, and you can actually talk with the artists and learn about, you know, how do I take care of this? Or, um, it, you know, just simple questions like, is this dishwasher safe? Or, you know, does this, what metal is in this earring? Because I, my, you know, sister has an allergy or whatever question you might have. There, there's someone there who can take care and answer those questions. Yeah, when we start um, each year, we do an artist party at the beginning of the Fine Craft Collective season. And uh, artists share with the other folks what are the important things that they've been working with this year, some um, talking points about, yes, all of this is safe, um, or this one I've used luster in this ceramic piece, or these are my new glazes, Uh, Mm -hmm. this is a new product, this type of wood. Reed Hendershot is making these beautiful burr oak um, candle holders, and that's a a new thing for him this year. So hearing from the artists what's new and then we are able to share that with folks each day that uh, somebody comes in to visit us right and think annie i suppose yeah. you you, uh, you get to learn about each other's because the one of mm-hmm. the great things about it is that it's staffed by other artisans there's always somebody who's representative of the fine craft collective that's there and that benefits the customer but it also benefits the artists because we staff it we get a bigger cut of Mm. of the money we make because if you normally do consignment jewelry you you have to give up part of your that's right it's a positive thing but yeah we get to keep more of our money which was part of the the strategy that leanne had when she started it was to be pro artist in this that we could come together and do this together Mm-hmm. and put on a show and and the artists in the show are you know professional artists right and it's the so the, i want people to know that that the quality is exceptional and and the you know 
just the designs, the the materials, they're just so exquisite. And and so if you haven't been, I want to encourage everybody to go to the Fine Craft Collective. That's down at the Northfield Arts Guild in that main gallery, right in the um, entry space that they have. That's at 304 Division Street South, downtown Northfield, and it's open six days a week. Um, Tuesdays through Saturday from 11 to 5, including this weekend, and on Sundays from 11 to 4. And here's the big bonus, because you might be one of the few stores that's open 11 to 3 on Christmas Eve. For shoppers like you, Paula. (laughs) And me. (laughs) I have been down there. (laughs) And sometimes I will, will confess that sometimes it's my treat, because I might have already bought for everybody, and I'm like... Now I'm done, and where do I want to go to treat myself? <laughs> I want to go to the Fine Craft Collective, and I, 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 but I do visit all through it because the other thing that's really fascinating about your shop is it's not like um, things are s- static; the inventory changes. Tell us how that happens and what um, you know that how amazing that is. Yeah, we keep making throughout the year, oh, yeah. and I know yeah. like Barbara Zavru, how she's got a, a note on her display that she's doing a firing this weekend. And so stay tuned next week. She will have more inventory, fresh inventory on her, on her display. And, and that's something that doesn't happen in a lot of stores. No. You, they can't restock that right, that way. Right. And so, so I've found that things I wanted, I was like, Oh, but I'm not sure. And then if you come back, it might it, be gone. It might be gone. <laughs> yes. you, can't, you can't waver too long. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the other part too. When you do other shows as an artist, it's usually a weekend show mm-hmm. and you make things like crazy and you come and do the show and that's it. And then you have to start all over again with this one. It's like you make like crazy, you get ready for the show and then you have eight more weeks to keep doing that and replenishing and the pace is slower. So it's a little more fun to do. Right. And you can probably also interact with the customers and learn a little bit about, you know, what is of interest to people. Oh, right. There's market research in there for me. Absolutely. I look at what has what colors people are gravitating towards. I actually set up my display this year by color in in rainbow so then I can mm. visually see what are folks attracted to? Which ones are going quicker? You know, which designs um, are people attracted to? And so then I with this extended amount of time, I get to make and fill in what people are liking. Because it's different every year. It is different every year. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm curious about that because that seems, do you think it's trends? Do you think it's just uh, the mood? Is it something just in the ether that you can't even define? It could be one person walked in and bought something and then went and told three of their friends. You know, it could be organic that way, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and that's that's pretty great, mm-hmm. and that's what makes small town shopping too it pretty pretty incredible because you can have those connections and um, you know have that opportunity to go and check in and you know mention that to other people and maybe they'll even make one for you you know yeah I was just going to say uh, many of the artists in the Fine Craft Collective do custom work and I I actually had. I think I'm on my fourth order this year of something custom mm. that folks have come in and seen and, and reached out to me and said, hey, could you do X, Y, Z? And absolutely. And many of the artists in the show will will also do that. I have a line of jewelry that I call my grandmother's earrings, the Lost Earring Collection. And she had this, when she passed away, we cleaned out her jewelry and she had drawers full. Mm. And she had this little box full of single earrings because she'd always lose her earrings. And so I can relate I, to that. Yeah, me too. So I started making necklaces out of single earrings and adding other things to it. And now I make those for people all the time. This people I will have, come and bring Yeah, you. I have these things that were my grandmother's or my mother's. and Or I had this favorite pair of earrings and I lost one. And can you do this for me? So we, I do that all the time. That I, I love that idea because, mm-hmm. in fact, I have a, many of my grandmother's pieces and my daughter and I are really, you know, we get excited as we go yeah. through it. But some of them you think, I don't think I could actually, you know, the way it is now. It right. just doesn't feel, you know, contemporary. It, it, it has a, some of them are charming because they're older, but some of them, you know, maybe they could use a little zhuzh. <laughs> 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 And that's something that that folks can can visit with you about. Absolutely. And so uh, I love this story. And I I guess we didn't talk about if people were to go and see your spaces at the Fine Craft Collective, what are they going to find this year? Uh, Sometimes you're experimenting with new uh, color styles, uh, different different shapes, things like that. What would what would people find? You want to start, Annie? Uh, Well, I took a year off last year, so Mm. and then I'm tiptoeing my way back into 
making full time again. And I have, I did my ornaments. I've done those for years. They're really good sellers and they're so fun to make. Yeah. Your photography on your website is really beautiful. It really, oh, good. um, it just shines when you see them and we should give people that website. It is sleepy dash bean dot square dot site for Annie Larson. Yeah. I did the freebie square site, <laughs> and it, but it's still beautiful. Yeah, it works. It yeah works. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I had originally made these earrings a few years ago, um, and I loved them. I just, I just, they fell, they fell into place right away, and they didn't sell at all. And my heart was a little bit crushed. And my best friend said, "Oh, honey, they're too big." Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, you're right, they're too big. People don't want that big of an earring." And so then she said, she jokingly said, "Make them bigger, put them on a Christmas tree." And I said, "Oh." oh. I was surprised yeah. by so what you just because they, they started out as as an earring design and then I made them bigger for your tree or your window or something else just to sparkle yeah. up the place yeah fabulous and we should talk about that name uh, oh sleepy bean yeah how did that come about my same grandma with the lost earrings um, she called all of her grandkids beans of some course some sleepy bean. Lovey Bean, Hungry Bean, everything was a Everybody bean. had a bean. Everyone had a bean. My brother was, until the day she died, was Stephen Bean. So, it, yeah, it's just for her. Oh. Sleepy Bean. And was that your nickname? Yes. It was. How yeah. did you get the Sleepy well, Bean? Well, and then she, well, she, well, you know what? She called everybody all the names. Oh, so, so she it was holding a baby you. and they were getting sleepy. That was Sleepy Bean. Oh, so it wasn't that everybody yeah. had their own. It no. was just always her. That was just her little. It's a really, and and it sounds like she inspired you too. Oh, she inspires everything I do. I loved her so much. Oh, she was the best. It sounds like, yeah, what a great thing to have in your life. And did she make jewelry too? She did not, but she wore jewelry. Mm. She was dressed to the nines every day. That was my grandmother too. She, I think my dad one time wore slippers to like the drugstore, and she about like, I don't even know if I can even go in with you. Oh my God, what is, you know. Just terrified. Always had bracelets and rings and necklaces. And she had, I don't know if she had pierced ears because she has a lot of those um, clip on. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that we wouldn't wear these days. Yeah. And so it's fun to have that inspiration in your life. She would, yeah. She's, I, like, I'm speechless because I can't, I just loved her so much. Did she get to wear any of your, your Earrings? Yeah, some. some. Yep. Oh, perfect. Yep. What, a, what a, a great story that there is. There are a couple, there were a couple of my earrings in her lost earring collection, and I was <laughs> able to give those to my cousins, which was awesome. That's pretty yeah. great. Yeah. Heather, how about for you? What is in your uh, area? Because like you said, each artist has a a space that is um, where you can see what they have for sale currently. Yep. So um, people will see my gemstone earrings and those, uh, it it is really driven by the color and the shape and, you know, whatever I have in my stash and, you know, those beads from 10 years ago have maybe <laughs> resurfaced and I'm like, I now have an idea to turn you into something. And so <laughs> it's um, a collection of gemstone uh, jewelry and um, the birds. Um, and I'm actually getting a fresh batch of tiny birds tomorrow. I'm so oh, excited. Ex- I know. Very exciting. Yes, because I've been without them for a while because they weren't made. And so um, they get water jet cut from I was gonna silver ask, what, what plated it? trays. And so now um, I've uh, the person who cuts them, gets them cut, um, has said, there's a fresh batch. And so I'm going to go get some. And uh, so how tiny is tiny? Um, they are half an, half an inch, inch wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Less than that tall. So maybe for earrings? Oh, yes. Ne- they're, they're, not they're, for necklaces. Well, I, I do make smaller necklaces because folks like the daintier bird, you know, and so I'll have the regular bird and the tiny bird. Um, but so next week, if you haven't gotten your tiny birds and you've been wanting them or wondering where they've been, you will see some next week. So Another reason to go in. Yes. Yes, yes. exactly. And mm-hmm. we should talk about, because like I mentioned, there are... 29, I think it was the number of artists. And so you two are just two. And so we should talk about some of the other uh, mediums that are there. Um, some of the things, there's a couple new artists this year that folks may not know. Um, and so we should visit about that. And wants to jump in. Sure. So, I mean, it's ceramics, wood, glass, textiles, um, cat toys, consumables, honey, uh, soap, lotion. I'm going around the gallery in my head mentally right now. Um, so <laughs> painting, felting, um, yes, a combination of expected and unexpected. Correct. It's, I think we bought one of those cat toys last year, and yes. 
man, they are awesome. Yes. <laughs> like, who would th- who have thought you could find a cat toy at the Fine Craft Collective? Feline diversions, I think mm-hmm. Eleanor calls them. Um, and so this year, our new artists are uh, Lynn Ryan and Donna Johnson. They are uh, second generation and third generation rose mallers. Beautiful. And, Their work is beautiful. Uh, yes. I, I, I saw, and it's... <sighs> And what I, that is such recognizable work, but it's so difficult. I just really can appreciate the craftsmanship that yeah. goes into those They're pieces. Incredibly talented. And it's they use oil paint, so they are functional pieces. They are meant to be used. And so, um, and they're very durable. Mm. Uh, and then our other new artist is Lynn Mueller, and she does cast and fused glass and beautiful ornaments and uh, sculptures and stackable uh, glass cairns and some that are are um, secured and they're just they're cool stackable pieces and um, functional uh, dishes um, knife rests and some bowls and some plates and so yes so those are the new artists this year of the 29 right and Mm -hmm. so so it's and of course everybody they may have been in the 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 fine craft collective before but sometimes they're working on new things and one of those is um uh Holmquist uh tell us a, a little bit about their yes. new line. Yes, so Chris Holmquist uh he recently re- recently retired from teaching at the high school and he shared that uh all the surface design techniques that he was teaching his students over the years he was just you know filing those away and and this is the time now he has time to do his own line using those surface design techniques that he's taught all these years. And it's just a beautiful, very different line of ceramics than what he and Sue do together. And, and you will oh, so find this is just Chris pottery. Doing... Yes, you oh. will find mm-hmm. the um, Chris and Sue's Homequest pottery there with some new um, designs with the, with animals. and Those wins. animals are so delightful. I, they, t- they, I, are, I, they just make you smile every time you see them. I know. I, I like imagine the story with each cup, yeah. each yes. plate, each mug, everything. You know, they have the, so the bright colors, the um, great designs, and, and like they're so animated, right? I mean, they they're, make they're, the best gifts. They yes. are iconic. They are yeah. Awesome. And, and, and so they, this is a whole new diversion. This a, yes, it's a whole new line, and he calls it Sketchy Pots because mm. it does look like he is um, taking his sketches and his drawings and translating them into ceramic, beautiful ceramic pieces. So they're much more muted. It's a neutral palette. It looks like um, it's grays and cream and white and 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 black, and, and that's it. And mm-hmm. so very different from the the collaborative work that he and Sue do together. So. Yeah, that's something fun to see because I, I I love that that the artist and to me that's inspiring to, you know, think about the different um, techniques they're learning and different the way they keep um, reinventing and you know making something uh, that's unexpected that you can discover that too because that's that's a really fun thing as a fan to be able to go and and experiment with and then you if you gave a gift before you're giving something if they love that then it's something new. So that's that's an important part of it too. Yeah. I think a lot of people do that with Kathy Collison's ornaments. Mm-hmm. Mm. They buy one, and then they're always different every year. And you every, have a huge collection after how many years of going to the Fine Craft Collective? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, Carla Brown is back this year too. Mm-hmm. So folks, she took a year off, and you will see originals from I Carla Brown. I saw that. Yes, and of so. course, I, they're just. So glorious. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't. How do you pick? Right. Right. <laughs> we'll pick soon because they sell fast. They do. As soon as she brings new ones in, they're yes. gone. Okay. Yeah. So those ones I saw yeah. last week are probably not there. <laughs> probably not. Gosh, darn. <laughs> but yeah, and she does have some prints, too, that um, and, and cards, too, this year, which are uh, also another kind of if you want a little more affordable way to bring home some of the art, several of the artists have great cards, which makes for a nice way to send a special message to somebody uh, and and share the artwork and introduce the, the person to this, this Northfield artist. Uh, one of the new items, too, Noah Sanders uh, mm. just launched his coloring book. I saw and that. Yes, yeah. it's wonderful. It's it's sort of comic book uh, slash coloring book, and um, Fox, Mr. Fox, takes you on a fr- out on tour with his woodland friends, <laughs> and so it, that's a new item. And uh, Colleen Riley has launched a new um, batch of different glazes that she's developed. Oh, they're beautiful. The col- new colors are amazing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could get those colors in clay. So she and... makes her own glazes. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. amazing. I fell in love, and it was dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> 
she's uh, yeah exactly and that's also what's fun is that you can go and if you know maybe you are a, an artist or you you're beginning your career you can learn and i think that that, that energy and you know way of of the camaraderie that ha- that i can see from all of you and i'm wondering as an artist who is in the show how has that helped you to you know advance what you do or to try things or what what are the benefits for you of being a part of the community oh i think that um that's the biggest part mm. is that we're we are a, an artist community and we help each other and we connect with each other and we network with each other and you know somebody could walk in and it might be a younger person this happened last week when i was working and she said, oh, I'm new to town and I'm a potter. And I'm like, well, <laughs> have I got a deal for you? Because you can contact these people and any single one of them mm-hmm. would be welcoming and teaching and collaborative and they fire together. And yeah, that's the best part. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. And one of the challenges I would say, though, as a jewelry artist, is there have been times where I've been interested in something, but I don't want to sell or make that thing because Heather makes that. That's uh-huh. hers. And okay. I don't want to compete with her or things like that. I could maybe make it and sell it somewhere else. So you sort of have to watch for that. But that'd be the only downside. Mm-hmm. And and for you, what, what has changed because you've been connected to the, I mean, besides it sounds like, you know, just, just being with Kathy has kind of gave you that push to go pursue this. But then over the years, what it, what do you think has changed or what, it's hard to, I suppose, pinpoint what might have been different if you hadn't been connected. But I, well, I, I, I don't, I can, I can say the networking with the artists and the sharing of ideas and um, just the generosity of our mm. arts community has just been really a wonderful. And I know um, I'm very grateful because um, I don't know if all communities are like that. but I don't think that they are. Because yeah. you hear some stories <laughs> that are not good. Yeah, but we've been very fortunate. Yeah, and we, we have, have some very generous um, folks that want to help emerging artists mm. um, mentor. So there's that piece. And then professional artists coming together and sharing what is working for them as as things change. You know, mm. it, it's just that growth opportunity that's been really great. And that that's a great mindset for um, folks to have because, like you mentioned, it's not that way in not. every every yeah. community. And I think that the customers benefit from that because we can feel that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It, I think that if you're shopping and someone is working, but you want to buy from another artist, you don't feel like you have to, to you know, make the connection. You can. Um, you know, pe- people are happy that you're here and supporting local artists, whether it's them or another artist. It's yeah. like a, a real general. Generosity. Yeah, we are we are supporting the collective. Like mm-hmm. we are, um, help, it is benefiting us all. And I love to be able to talk about the other artists that are in the show. The days that I'm working, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, oh, let me tell you about this story that I learned from from the artist about this thing. It's so cool, you know. I, I love being able to share about that. That is the best part. Mm-hmm. I think it's really welcoming. It's not intimidating mm-hmm. at all. And I think it's um, when a customer walks in, we want to give that to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is uh, one of the goals of, of the um, Fine Craft Collective is that artisans in the community intersect. Um, and that's uh, so so it's it's equally for the artists as well as the community. And I think we're getting known a little bit by, you know, some of those things. So are there visitors, do you think, from other parts of the state that come to Fine Craft Collective? Or is there a way to tell? I don't yes. even know. And um, from the reporting, I think I would say maybe 65 to 75% of folks are returning customers. <laughs> and so, at, like you said before, folks look forward to this time of year. They know it's the seasonal pop-up. They better get in soon and often uh, if they want to see the latest from mm-hmm. their favorite artists and from the new artists that they're getting introduced to. Um, and uh, I don't know where I was headed with that, but... <laughs> well, just the uh, shoppers that are returning. Yes. So people become... It becomes like a, a favorite place to, yes, to it, do the the holiday shopping. Yes. And the new folks, they we are getting new visitors that have even over 20 years, this is their first time encountering Mm. the Fine Craft Collective. So we are being introduced to new visitors all the time. My favorite day to work is the Saturday of St. Olaf Christmas Fest. Because all the people that from the cities are where all, you know, they come down to St. Olaf for that. And then they come and spend the day in town and shop and eat and all that. And they yeah, they come in and you can identify them with their little Norwegian Christmas sweaters right away. <laughs> oh, because they, they were come, at the concert. Yeah, <laughs> and they come in and they're so happy to be there every single year. 
Uh, th- that is fun. Yeah, uh, and it tr- becomes a tradition for them as well. Part mm-hmm. of their tradition of coming to St. Olaf to do that. We are so lucky to have that in this town. We and that, that's the, you know, the, having the, the main street here where all the, the shops are. And people know where to go. There's not not spread out. Um, and everybody has such beautiful decorations. It, it really does. That small town spirit is alive here. And I, I want to share it with everybody. I was thinking, too, one of the things that I read was that, um, Heather, you and Laura Hyman are uh, the, the producers this year. Yes. So what does it mean to produce this show? And I think that's... That's an interesting aspect because it's not only, um, you know, the selling, but there's the whole business behind the uh, Fine Craft Collective and and the way to, you know, you have to have a lot happens behind the scenes. It does. Give people a little sense of what it takes to put that together. What does it mean to produce? Because sometimes we've referenced this as a show, a shop. uh, It's a little of of everything. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yes, because so Leanne started it. And then um, Kathy and I actually co-produced it, Kathy Collison, um, for, for several years. And then uh, Laura and Mark Hyman um, are now doing the business end of it, which I'm so grateful for because um, it really does take a team. Mm. Uh, this Because it is an intense two months when this happens and all the artists are uh, playing a role in, you know, in the success of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does need um, the structure. And the administration, the day-to-day operations of this to make so, it work. like having a credit card uh, yes. acceptor, uh, tracking sales, giving people the... The packaging, cr- the yeah. marketing, all of that, to have that structure. The website. Yes. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I love to do the, the look and <laughs> um, what, what folks, how folks are going to enter the space and thinking where the artists go and how to, um, the color scheme for the year and, and the theme and all of that. And Mark and Laura are so good. They say, go, just do it. Yep, that's all you. And then they handle all the business and the day-to-day operations. And I'm like, yay, you go. Thank you. (laughs) And they've made it, um, brought us into the modern age of the, with all of the technology. The square technology and the, yeah, point of sale and all all of that part of it. Yes. So. Yeah, because you want that to run smoothly. Yes. Yes. And that is what the artists, so the, the structure of it then lets the artists shine. And they get to bring in their work. We work if we choose to. Um, and it, it runs well. And everybody benefits. Mm-hmm. So. And Laura has some um, pieces that we should mention, too. Beautiful glass flowers. Um, mm-hmm. She's making um, lamp work glass. Um, I don't know how else to... They're, how else to describe them? They um, are uh, on a wire stem. Mm-hmm. And she makes the lamp work. It's, um, I think you start out with like a flat glass disc and then she shapes them into oh. flowers and leaves and then makes puts wire stems on them and then bunches them together as these little bouquets they're beautiful they're <laughs> also a great gift yes yeah, so flowers that last yes. longer than, yeah. a, than a few days yeah <laughs> and that that's so that's another surprise thing that you can find there so i think that's a really important piece of it and um have any has anybody wanted you guys to to extend and be a year-round shop is we that get that question every all year the time. okay <laughs> yes and and well it's um i think the specialness of the mm. fine craft collective is that it is a pop-up and you have to look forward to it and then also the reality of we you know the 29 artists can come together and do this thing for eight weeks this intense because it's intense mm-hmm. and you're um to do that year round would be a different conversation. And it would take the shine off of it I, a I little so bit, too. I think, to sustain it that way. Mm-hmm. That's, you, you know, because you know, if you can always walk in there and get, get it. Maybe you won't. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But and you have this limited time. You have to get in there, see what's new. And I yeah. think too, the other thing is that, um, all of you need and want to do different shows and different, um, you know, whether it's an exhibit or, uh, you know, another marketplace or another, um, you know, what are they called? Um, just like a, a fair or festival or something that mm-hmm. you, you can do that gives you that, that flexibility to pick and choose what it is yes. that you want to do. Yeah. And I think that's something with um, visual arts that I, I hadn't realized folks were um, learning about how important that is to the business and um, that that is, you know, uh, participating in those is another way to get started and to share your work. 
And so I'm sure both of you have done those. Are, do you have plans for when do you start doing some of those those plannings for the things that are coming up in the spring and the summer? Oh, now yeah. I'm already thinking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And you have your favorites. You might do one or two shows and they're eh, maybe not great for whatever reason. It might. Yeah. Um, right. And you choose not to do it. Um, uh, yeah. And the applications start now. They mm-hmm. start now between now and maybe March, April, May. But by for sure, March. You know, everything is all you know. signed up. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And that's an important part. And, um, I, you know, I'm thinking you go beyond Northfield too, right? That, 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 oh yeah. Yes. Um, what are some of your favorite shows? You go, you oh, do more yeah. than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I tend to, um, I have more studio time in the winter and I kind of ramp up and I figure out what is that new thing that is interesting to me. It's, it's a quieter time. So mm-hmm. the next three months I'm actually, oh, I'll pause for a little bit and it'll be great. Um, and then I do, um, uh, fall is my big season, I think, so studio tour is one. There's some that are annual, um, and then uh, Defeated Jesse James Day is the Riverfront Fine Arts Festival during that, that time. Yes. Always look forward to that. Um, and then I might, I've done shows across the cities, and I just look and I say, okay, do I have the time this year? to make that happen and then I evaluate if I'm going to apply or not. Yeah. And mm-hmm. some of them are more work than others. Yeah. And then you have to decide if that's worth it or not for you. Work, yeah. work to submit or work to just pull off yeah. at, at, at the show. Like the Uptown Art Fair is Oof. a fantastic art fair. Oh, <laughs> brutal. It's brutal. Mm. It's just Intense. almost, it's almost combat art. <laughs> you know, it's so, it's just like, it's exhausting. Yeah. So you just have to pick and choose what's the right thing for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want the ones that are fun. I mean, yes, yeah. that are profitable, but the ones that I go and I have fun. And the people are yes. lovely and yeah, yes. that's what you want. Yeah. That yeah. makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, oh, did you ever imagine that you would be running the business like this? Is it? No. She's no. so Kathy. good at it. <laughs> She's, and as from an artist's perspective, one of the reasons it's great to do is because it's run so well mm. and it's so beneficial to us, which was again, part of the design of it yeah. that, um, yeah. It's, do, do you have favorite stories of the fine craft collective over the years, whether that be interactions with customers or artists or things that have happened that, uh, kind of just su- surprised you? I, I just love the, the conversations. You never know who's going to come in or because, because I do the setup part, um, once it's all set up, there were months ahead of time where I was spending all my time. And then I um, I really like to work it, but I only maybe work two or three days during the, the whole show. And I will happen, the people that are um, that I was meant to have these conversations with come in those two random days that I happen to be working. And it's just so fun. I, mm. I love it. So I think that's that's my favorite part. I would agree that the customers coming in, and they're making a connection with the art mm-hmm. for whatever reason, whatever story they have to share about it. Mm-hmm. And you get to be there yeah. to witness it. Yeah. Yes. Or to watch somebody's face light up because they see art is the best part of it. And that is, that is, uh, I'm always inspired because I think, um, you know, where I, I, because one of the things that I love is being able to have those things. And then you make that connection again and again, you know, I'll walk past one of Colleen's vases and I think, oh, I just love that. And then, you know, you get to, to have that, a little piece of that, and it makes you feel connected to the community as well. Or you put on a pair of earrings and you think about who made that. And um, you I know. do that every day. <laughs> Whose earrings am I going to wear today? Yes. Is it Heather's? I, Is it Amanda's? I, Is it Leanne's? I have I mine that. sorted by, yep. like, uh, artist, by right? By person. Right. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> Which maybe yeah. is an unusual sorting system. Yeah. And in fact, I had to just go buy some. I, my next project for the winter is organizing some of that stuff. So my grandma's things, yeah. trying to figure out what are we going to do with some of those. And, um, you know, trying to, because I guess my collection just got a little too big for the little containers. <laughs> is that a bad thing? No. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. I was thinking both of you mentioned the um, studios and you would you'd find beads, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't know about bead shows until I met some some artists, and I, these just sound crazy fun and crazy. Um, and you know, how how are you going to pick what you're going to bring? Because you only obviously you can't. You could probably spend thousands. Oh, <laughs> it's it, happened in minutes. In yeah. minutes, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so then, when you get home, how do you organize though your your materials? Tell us about your studio space, and then you know what makes it inspiring for you and. 
um, how do you, uh, you know, like, like you said, there was, you know, you go back and you'll be like, oh, hi, bead. I remember you. Now I've got your idea. I know what I'm going to do with you. I would say the biggest inspiration is cleaning my studio Oh, because I'm a messy creator <laughs> and I, I like make things and I have to have everything out so I can see it. And then when you're done and you look at it and you think, holy Hannah, <laughs> this is the biggest mess. It's crazy. And then when you, and you do that, like it's really intense to keep making all this jewelry to bring in and the show's over and you have to go in there and clean it up. And then it's like, oh yeah, I could do that. And so cleaning, just cleaning and sorting and putting everything away. And I have these long flat drawers organized by kind and color and. Okay. I have a whole drawer of blue and green. You knew that, Heather, right? <laughs> yes. And then I have another drawer of all the other colors and another drawer of stones and another drawer of metal and chain and yeah. How yeah. fun. That yeah. must just be great. To, it's yeah. like a big old uh, inspiration station every time. Yep. What, what is your, your trick to well, keeping it organized? Um, <laughs> there isn't really. Because I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I am also a messy creator. Yeah. But, but um, I think that's I need part to see of it, it all though. out there. Yeah. Um, and, but I think the key is I organize when I'm going to a show because I have a traveling bag. I have two traveling bags. Um, one is all the tools that you mentioned. I also have a disc cutter, which is what I use to make my tin pieces. You know, oh, tin snips, sure. I, cut out, I separate them out. I flatten out the piece of tin. And then I've got ways to put the, make that into shapes. Mm -hmm. So I've got that whole heavy bag full of tools and hammers and whatnot to texturize. And then I've got my bead bag. And they're both like, it's the heaviest thing that I bring to shows, but I do it because I make things while I'm at the show. And so people can see. Yes. It's and a good way to kill time, but also people can see what you're making and yes. it brings and more customers into the, into the tent or whatever it is. Yes. Yep. And I often make uh, jewelry that, you know, it's fresh and I put it up on the, as one of the earrings on this big display. It is so interesting to me. Two minutes later, you know, it's just one of the pairs of earrings up there. That is what the person will go to, and that their hand will go out to that piece first. And I'm like, wow. And so it has this newness energy around it, you know. So making new things while I'm there and also being able to customize. If somebody mm. says, oh, these are cool. Do you have this? I say, well, let's check the bead bag, you know, and, and go through all my – and, and see what I have and make something on the spot for them if I'm able to. Yeah, mm -hmm. what what a fantastic story and there is so much more to the Finecraft collective. It is open now and it's open uh 6 days a week, so it'll be open Tuesday through Saturday 11 to 5, Sundays 11 to 4, so that includes this weekend, which is probably one of the biggest shopping days. Yeah. So yeah, it'll yes, be, busy. It will be really <laughs> busy, but Christmas Eve 11 to 3 is the last day of the show. So last chance to get some of those beautiful pieces from the 29 artists at the Finecraft collective. The website is finecraftcollective.com and you can click on them you get little stories about each artisan so you can see some of the examples of pieces because what's there may already be sold or gone so it's representative which i guess i didn't mention that and it's important to know thank you for being here today thank you for having us of course Thanks it was so fun i hope that folks tell tell them that you heard about it on arts any radio folks i appreciate you listening i hope that you always remember to add some arts any to your life and in the meantime till next time enjoy your imagination You've been listening to Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507 332 7372.